0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: This is episode 66 with Mark Lack.
0: Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tio Roxas.
1: Welcome everybody. Today I have with me Mark Lack and he's the CEO and founder of Shorten the Gap and also author of the best-selling book Shorten the Gap. He's a preeminent thought leader and sits on the Board of Trustees at the Center of Integral Wisdom with other board members such as Ken Weber, Eben, John Mackey, the CEO of Whole Foods and many other great thought leaders. He's very passionate about helping his clients overcome challenges and taking decisive action as well as making quantum leaps and experiencing major breakthroughs. I'm really excited to have him on. Uh, He's one of the few people I've interviewed who is close to my age, so I'm really excited. And We're going to talk about how to really go after your dreams and overcome challenges as a millennial in today's world. Welcome to the show, Matt.
0: Thank you, my friend. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Alright. So I, I was talking a little bit about some of the things you do, you know, you you own your own company, you do personal development, and you also sit on a few boards. Can you walk me through the journey I have a feeling it has something to do with paintball?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. As we were just talking a little bit before we hopped on here, you know, I have a rather unique story and how I got to where I am at. And um, I was just kind of sharing with you before and I'll read iterate a little bit of that for the audience here is that, you know, my unique story was uh, started around age 14. I was just getting into paintball and convinced my parents to get me my first paintball gun and get into that sport with the the hopes and ambitions that I could become one of the best in the world and get on the best team in the world and travel all around like I saw these guys doing on YouTube. And so uh, long story short, from age 14 to 17, I did just that. In just a short three years, uh, I became one of the best in the world and I was on the best team in the world, Team Dynasty. I'd won over $300,000 just in high school alone and had traveled over a quarter million miles around the world competing professionally and so that crazy unique journey led me on the path of uh, identifying what it takes to become great in anything and uh, really led me down this path of wanting to continue to use those skills and that mindset to achieve greater things in the entrepreneurial world and I uh, went down a, a path of you know, just consuming anything I could get my hands on for personal development. Spiritual development, business development, and today I've invested over half a million dollars in my personal professional growth. and In addition to my college education, and that's led me down a crazy path of, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, a business owner, a speaker, a best-selling author, and you know, having the privilege and opportunity to be invited as a paid advisor on the board of a few different organizations. And so, uh, all by the age of 25, I'll be turning 25 this month, uh, April 2015. So. You know, how to have an amazing, blessed life, and it's all around uh, education and acquiring knowledge, and hopefully have the opportunity right now to be able to, you know, instill and share some of the things that have, you know, allowed me to get to where I'm at with the people listening right now.
1: And that's that's fascinating. I, and one thing I'm picking on is um, the fact that you invested a lot of money into yourself. Why do you think that's one of the best investments? I personally think that's the best investment you can make. But um, why did you spend so much money and time? On growing and, and really trying to uh, to learn as much as you did for your personal development,
0: um, you know, I think it just boils down to the fact that you don't have what you don't have in life right now is simply due to a lack of knowledge or a lack of application of the knowledge you currently do have. And so for me, you know, I think it's kind of a rather silly ideology that people spend, you know, for the most part, you know, it's pretty status quo to spend 4 years of your life going to college to get a 4-year degree that you hope that education will stretch out over your entire lifespan to give you the financial freedom and abundance you want for yourself and for your family. And so, you know, for me I'm looking around and a lot of the guys I'm studying dropped out of college, didn't even go to college and so clearly, you know, there's another way that you can acquire knowledge that you need to get the things you want in life, money, freedom, better relationships, whatever it is, right? There's so many things I could list, but uh, knowledge doesn't have to be taught through formal education. It's actually, in my opinion, in my personal experience, better to be acquired through self-education where you go to seminars, you go to events, you go to masterminds, you look on, you know, could just be simply following somebody who's successful like a Tony Robbins who's a great mentor of mine and watching the way I got started, watching every single YouTube video I could of his, hopping into his online newsletter and getting free videos and stuff there. It's like we have access to something that no other generation before us, the generation of millennials, no other generation before us has had access to, and that's the internet. And so we literally have a vast, limit, limitless collection of knowledge on the internet at our fingertips. And all we have to do is go and search for it. And I think, you know, it's just so funny when I talk to people. And they tell me because I'm in the I'm in the space that we could just boil down to solving people's problems. People come to me whether it's for business or personal life, and they have a, they have a problem, they have an issue or frustration that they want solved. And essentially, I get paid to help solve people's problems. And um, you know, I always ask them when they come to me with a problem is. How much time, energy, money, and resources do you spend every day, every week, every month, every year trying to solve that problem? And they look at me with this dumbfounded face, like, "Wow, that's such a paradigm-shifting, you know, way to look at it." Is, uh, I, I walk around talking about the problem more than I do walking around trying to invest in solving the problem. And uh, I spend a lot of time and money and energy and resources investing in acquiring the knowledge needed to solve the problems in my own life. Uh, and now I invest a lot of time, energy, and money and resources looking at the problems that I can solve for other people so that I can add more value to them because ultimately your income is gonna be a direct reflection of the quantity quality and consistency of the value that you solve for a person or for a business and so investing in knowledge is a way for you to be able to add more value and your ability to add more value will be uh, your ability to increase your income so I believe that for anyone listening right now if you want to increase your income you need to be able to increase the value you can add to a person or a business And one of the best ways to add more value, as I just said, is to be able to have more knowledge that you can share and use to add that value. So that's why I believe, you know, investing in knowledge will ultimately pay the largest return.
1: That's fine. That's fantastic. And one of the things that I was doing before we got on the call was um, I was writing the piece about how the Internet is really something that's a great equalizer for our generation. And it's just the, the it's it strips down a lot of the middlemen that would have been there maybe twenty five fifteen years ago and now you have access to like you said YouTube videos and and just many other blogs and all these thought leaders pr- putting out stuff for free that, that's actually really 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 valuable so um you know I, I like that you harped on that were there any particular go to resources for you though I know you went to conferences you said and you went to other places but was there something that you know you as Mark did you're like mm I I got to get to that. And no matter what, I have to make sure he's. I have to make sure I get in front of him, and I have to make sure I, I listen to what she said, and I have to make sure I implement what you know what they told me. Um.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of examples I could give. I, I'll just give one of them because you mentioned events, and I think one of the funniest things about events that I caught on to really young was. Uh, I would always find a way to get to these high level business events where you know people have paid a lot of money to be there to network with each other and the audiences and of course see the amazing speakers on stage and one of the things I picked up at a young age that made me different in regards to my networking was that I would see everybody network with the people in the audience but they'd show up and watch the people on the stage and then when it would become time to network, they'd network with everyone in the audience. And, and you're listening and you go, well, yeah, Mark, I mean, yeah, that's that's normal. Well, that's the problem is that's normal. And so I did what wasn't normal is I would wait till the speaker who was on stage that everyone came to see would walk off and go in the hallway and go out to the parking lot and I would go and confront him in a manner where I would just engage in conversation and, you know, through a couple different techniques that I finally picked up and you know crafted I was able to get really good at you know confronting these high-level speakers from stage out in the hallway or in the parking lot and I would get them to give me their contact info and build a relationship and ultimately now I'm partnering with working with and being hired by a lot of these people that you know were on the stages that I've read their books been to their events bought their programs and you know, it could be someone like a John Asseroff, it could be someone like a Brian Tracy or a Tony Robbins that, like, you know, the opportunities are really limitless and uh, that was something that really uh, made me different and allowed me to get some high-level contacts and opportunities under my belt at a young age that I think most people wouldn't typically think to do. You're at the event and the person walks off stage and you stand up and you clap and you sit back down and the next person walks up but, you know, ironically that person that you just came to see speak on stage, you could actually go build a relationship with They're leaving right now at the back door. You just got to go be waiting for them. And then, of course, have a reason for them to engage and talk with you. Don't just, I call it hand up, uh, palm up or palm down, right? Palm up is give me something. Palm down is give something first. And so, you know, back to what I said, if you can add value, that'll increase your income and your worth. And so, finding a way that you can add value. For example, uh, this was a unique way that I leveraged something I had was uh, John Assaroff was somebody that I have built a great relationship with and he was somebody that walked off stage and I got him out in the hallway and uh, I offered value to him and you know well, how could a you know I think I was 22 at the time how could a 22 year old add value to John Astroff? well I did it in a creative unique way that I had something that you know most people don't have to add value to and that was I was one of the best paintball players in the world so I had done my research on John and I knew he had two kids uh 17 and 18 at the time and so I asked John if uh he would love you know for him and his boys to come out and bring all their friends and business colleagues whoever he wanted to bring i would take care of all of it i got them all jerseys with their names laser printed on the back and i gave him this really unique experience as a value add to him where you know he could have a unforgettable moment and experience and memory with a great time with friends and family and his boys playing paintball and, and doing it with one of the best people in the world and so you know that's what i mean by find these people in the hallway and find something unique that you bring to the table that you can give to them and add value or some reason that they want to stay in touch with you because you better believe they've got thousands of people that want to do it. But that's one of the different things that I did at networking events. Most, I don't want to say go to a networking event and meet people. That's, that's standard. That's what everybody does. Be different, right? Go out and find a reason to get the speaker to want to talk with you and don't be in the room with everyone else because if you're in the room with everyone else, you're probably going to get results that everyone else is getting and in order to be different and unique and stand out, you got to do different things. And one of those things, as I'm saying now, that I did was network with the speakers. And so, just think about that. If you go to networking events, if you're listening now, if you are going to networking events or plan on going, figure out what you can do to be different. And one of those is network with the speakers.
1: <laughs> so no, I was- mean, yeah, I think it's great. I and mean, you know what? The thing that you said. That was really, really, that was uh, really stuck out for me was you found a way to offer value. And this is something I hear all the time when people go to conferences, they always say, well, you, you know, I mean, we're both in our 20s. I'm turning 26 this year, but it's. It should be like, well, how can I offer this person value? I mean, I don't even know. This person already has like millions of followers or mm-hmm. this person doesn't need me. You had that paintball um, experience. You could do that. But there's there's someone that's out there saying, well, I mean, I, it's great that he has paintball and it's great that, you know, you have this following, but what do I have? I just came to the conference because I was going to do it. What do you tell that person? And I love it.
0: And, and, I, and I hear that all the time, right? And the funniest thing of all is I say, well, let me ask you, if I were to tell you, you know, Whatever the context of the situation could be, I doubt you would have chosen, well, you know, if I could have added value, I really wish I was a professional paintball player because that's what I would have – no, and that's the funniest thing of all. People (laughs) will say, but Mark, I'm not a professional paintball player. And I go, if I could tell you that you could have picked anything to use as a value add, you would not have said professional paintball. And so you know, it's just back to people's mindsets of always wanting to find an excuse or always wanting to find rationale, which is telling yourself a rational lie for why you can't do something. And so you know, don't use whatever excuses you're currently creating. If, you're, if your brain immediately comes up with, but I can't, well, right off the bat, that's a limiting belief that you need to overcome. Mm-hmm. And so work on your mindset first of all for that because for me it was, hey, paintball, that's the one thing I can bring to the table. But if you're thinking right now I can't bring anything to the table, that's a reflection of your self-worth and what you think you're capable of adding value to. You need to know that when you walk up to anybody, there's something that makes you different. There's something special and unique about about you and there is for everyone listening right now there is something special about you you just need to know what that is and so if you're gonna go up and talk to somebody and you want to get you know a way to add value to them you know it could be simply painting them into your vision I always tell people hey you may not be able to add value to them today but you can add value to them tomorrow in the near future, in the long-term future, and the way that you do that is by painting a picture for them. You can do that through passion, through enthusiasm, through storytelling, through letting them know here's where I am today, here's where I'm going to be tomorrow, and here's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to be this, I'm going to have this, this is going to be my following, this is what I'm going to be doing, and this is how I'm going to change and impact the world. Think about all the greats. They got people tied into their vision, into their dream, and they got followers in the millions. Follow them based on a dream, based on a vision. So I don't care what you think you can't add value to. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Then you need to come up with a better vision for your life. You need to come up with a more compelling future. And as you do that, you'll have more energy. You'll have more juice. And you'll be so compelled about this future that you're going to create for yourself and this vision that you're going to make a reality. You'll be able to get anybody to believe it and follow it. And in fact, they'll want to be a part of that if you can convey it in a compelling way. And I've constantly used that as a tool for me when I reach out to these big people. And I got, if you don't know who Brian Tracy is, he's a legendary sales expert, created thousands of online programs, written over 60 best-selling books. I got him to endorse my book by simply tying in this picture of where I'm going to be and how when I'm here in the future and on all these stages and on all these spotlights and TV shows and being interviewed all over the world and on stages all over the world. And people ask me, how did you get to where you're at? Who are the people that changed your life? I will say Brian Tracy. And so boom, you know, more detail than that. But it's like I tied him into this crazy, grandiose vision of where I'm going to be and how I'm going to change the world. And when people ask me how I changed the world and how I got to where I'm at, and who are people that you know kind of lifted me up? I'm gonna say it was you, Brian Tracy. I'm gonna say it was you, Tony Robbins. And those guys are like, "Damn, this guy's crazy. This guy's on fire. I want him to be saying that. I'm going to, I'll give him a little juice. I'll give him a little lift. I'll give him to my event for free." And so, if you're listening right now, you know, feel that what I'm saying is true, and there is something inside of you that you you have that's special and unique, and that anyone will want to listen to or be part of. But you have to believe it first, and you got to create that compelling future for yourself. And as a result of doing that you can tie other people in and have them want to hit your train on yours, but it all starts with you first. And so work on you. And that's something that, you know, back to what we talked about in the beginning is educate, educate yourself, invest in your education because it will ultimately pay the largest ROI.
1: You think therefore you are, you know, I, I love, I love exactly what you're saying. Cause the mission statement of, of my company is use your difference to make a difference, you know, and love it. I, everybody, I, you know, I'm, you know, someone that, came up in a different country and I had to travel and move and adjust to different countries and different cultures, but it was always looking at different people and hearing the words like, I couldn't do this, I can't do this, I'm, I'm this, I'm the minority here, I'm that there, but like you said, it's such a limiting belief because you start to actually believe a lot of what you're saying, and then once you start to believe that, it takes you down this journey of of you just not rising up to the potential of who you can be. Um, so I, I love the fact that you're saying it's an excuse and that you do have something to offer and you should dig deep and find out what it is about you that's unique because everybody is unique and then use that to uh, try and make an impact because there's always a pain point that someone has that you can do and, and that, that should actually drive you, you know, if, if like if you're struggling. To find a way you can offer value to the conference you're going to tomorrow, you know, stay up, do the research, look at what he or she does, find out something that maybe he or she likes to do in his spare time, and that may be the thing that clicks. Uh, but you have exactly. to do the research. So, um, no, that, that's, that's fantastic that you're saying that. Besides um, limiting beliefs, are there any other bad habits that we do have as millennials uh, that don't take us to where we need to be? I know time management is one I can think of, but you probably have Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I mean there's a couple and everybody's different so I would never want to just label right. you know the right. stereotype, but of course yeah, I mean us as millennials as a younger generation who's had things that other generations before us haven't had, we we get, we adapt and we adjust and that can be for the good and that can be for the bad. It just depends. Um but one of the things I noticed that's pretty common amongst millennials, and I'm a millennial so it's not like I'm trashing, you know, like I'm one of you, you you're know. the <laughs> same way, you know, I know. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I think we get a bad rap for as millennials is this thing called entitlement and which is basically a lack of gratitude and appreciation. We believe we're entitled to stuff and we don't, you know, a lot of people say millennials don't know what hardship is. and you know, for somebody listening who thinks, oh, that's bullshit, you know, uh, yeah, maybe it is for you, but a lot of people, they don't know what hardships are, and, you know, if you're listening right now, just take some time to just reflect on what you're grateful for and your blessings, and, you know, I had a blessed life, and I'm trying to do the absolute best that I can with it, I I was dealt a great hand, and I see a lot of people that are dealt a great hand, and they, they waste it away, they end up in rehab, they, you know, just throw it away, and so, you know, whatever you have going on in your life right now, just be grateful for it. Just know that your biggest strengths and your biggest struggles and the pain that you're going through or have gone through is really a gift that God has given you in order for you to grow and become a stronger, better version of yourself. And so, you know, gratitude is probably one of the biggest things that I see everybody needs more of. I need more of it. And so every day I try to maintain an attitude of gratitude. And the way that you can do that is just by taking some deep breath and just focusing on what you do have, not what you don't have. You know, that's probably how you end up not being grateful is by thinking that all of these things that are outside of you that you don't have yet, that's not gonna give you a very good feeling. I could make myself feel horrible right now. We could all feel horrible right now if we want to focus on what we don't have and why we don't have those things. You know, that's not gonna make you feel good. Focus on what you do have and be be grateful for that. I'm grateful for the fact that I'm, you know, sitting here with my feet on the carpet and in a chair looking out the window at the beautiful ocean. Wherever you're at, you've got things that you can be grateful for. Uh, Gratitude is one of them. Another one is procrastination that everybody struggles with, not just millennials. But procrastination is a huge one. Uh, I mean if you want me to go – I can go on and on about any of this stuff. You want me to talk about procrastination basically in a nutshell. Procrastination is just one's inability to push through short-term pain in order to experience long-term pleasure. And so – If you're procrastinating on anything, it's just a combination of pain and pleasure and your inability to control it rather than letting pain and pleasure control you. And so, you know, the only difference between somebody who's struggling to go to the gym and somebody who goes to the gym every single day is the person who's struggling to go to the gym is focused on the pain of going to the gym, the pain of getting up, the pain of sledding, the pain of being sore tomorrow, the pain of all the different things that come with it, right? Versus the other person's focusing on the pain of being fat, the pain of being not sore, the pain of, you know, being unhealthy, unfit, not having mental and physical vitality and energy, and so the person who's struggling to go to the gym is focused on uh, the pleasure of not going to the gym, the pleasure of staying on the chair, the couch, the bed, whatever, the pleasure of not sweating, the pleasure of not being sore, and the other person's focused on the uh, the other person who loves going to the gym is focused on the pleasure of feeling the pump, the pleasure of being sore, the pleasure of sweating, the pleasure of feeling great the next day and looking in the mirror and seeing an attractive body, the pleasure of all the other things that come with being in shape, and so it 's just using pain and pleasure. But they're two completely different ways that you're using pain and pleasure to motivate you. Same thing, going to the gym. Same thing, pain and pleasure. But the same thing as going to the gym, you can use pain and pleasure to motivate you to not go or to go. You know, you want to, you want to motivate yourself to study rather than go out with your friends. There's the pain of studying and staying home, and you know that's that. I mean, trust me, I can focus on the pain of staying home and studying versus uh, going out and having a blast, but. Again, if I focus on that pain versus that pain or that pleasure versus that pleasure, it will make me do different things. Pain and pleasure is the biggest motivating factor behind everything you do consciously or subconsciously. It's just one's ability to be able to focus on what pain do I need to focus on to motivate me to change and what pleasure do I need to, motiv- to stay focused on to motivate me to change as well. And so. Using that, I know that's an ambiguous kind of like broad version of how to not procrastinate, but uh, I could go on and do a whole weekend presentation about this. But just so you get a quick little value here is just your ability to focus on what will bring you pain and what will bring you pleasure will have more impact than any other factors of what will determine your behavior. And so sit there and just think, what do I want most and what do I need to focus on that will cause me pain that I want to avoid and what do I need to focus on that will give me massive amounts? of pleasure, and how can I use that focus of pain and pleasure, avoiding pain and gaining pleasure to motivate me to get up and motivate me to study, motivate me to get in shape, motivate me to go talk to that person, motivate me to get on stage, motivate me to become a better person. Mm. Pain, using pain and pleasure will become the most valuable tool you can ever have in your life if you learn how to control it rather than let it control you.
1: Perfect. And, um this is, yeah, I think you were just, what you said is so empowering because it's really about discovering your purpose and really beginning to live a fulfilled life. And um, I'm, I'm just going to give you even more power to do so by taking up the plug in my computer and giving you the chance to plug all your products here. So tell me, <laughs> that was a poor joke, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> talk talk I love to it. me. Talk to me about shortening the gap. Talk to me about the book. Talk to me about what you do. Talk to me about your products and every um and why you're so passionate about that, and then where they can find these resources. I love
0: it, and I appreciate it, man. Um, um, so I've got my best-selling book, "Shorten the Gap: Shortcuts to Success and Happiness." It's the first of many books to come in a series of "Shorten the Gap" books. Uh, so keep an eye out. You'll see the Shorten the Gap brand and book series just totally blow up over the next few years, with many different experts and leaders contributing different literature throughout the the book series. Uh, and all of the proceeds are going to go to different charities uh, for educating youth and other amazing charities that I really believe in. So uh, my book, Shorten the Gap for Peace, Success, and Happiness, is really a collection and compilation of a you know tens of thousands of hours and hundreds of other books from experts that I've studied and invested in. As I told you today, I've invested over half a million dollars in my education separate from college, and so at the time when I wrote that book, I had I had really invested a lot of time, energy, money, and resources in my education, and I tried to distill and concentrate down a lot of what I had studied into one book. Not to say in any form of delusion that my book is You know, the best thing since sliced bread. Of course, it's a phenomenal book. And the reason why I wrote it is because I think that, you know, people nowadays want things faster, they want it quicker. A big trend is like life hacks. And so that's why I came up with Shorten the Gap because it's all about here's where you are today and the things that you want in the near future or long term future you can get faster and shorten the gap between where you are and where you want to be by educating yourself on the different things that I will go out and study or bring experts that have mastered it and distill and concentrate down all the things that you need to know as quick, as fast as possible to apply in your life to really make a biggest impact so that you can get the things you want most faster and faster and faster and, faster and easier and easier and easier. That's why I've shortened the Gap, Shortness to Success and Happiness because there's 37 chapters that I believe attribute to your ultimate success happiness and fulfillment in life and so rather than you going out and reading five books which is i think absolute bs five books 200 300 pages each book five books on goal setting And time management. Give me a break, guys. I can talk about goal setting and time management. If I were to shorten the gap, I could talk about it all within maybe ten pages, right? And you probably could too, from what you've studied. It's like (laughs) you you don't you don't need five thousand pages on goal setting and time management. Maybe if you want to master it, you do. And okay, okay, great. I will go out, and myself and others that have mastered it will go out and shorten your learning curve. And I'll do that through the form of my product, shorten the gap under our brand, Shorten the Gap, where we'll teach you the things you need to know faster and easier so you can go out and get the results that you want faster and easier. And So my book is 37 chapters. Again, yeah, one of them is on goal setting and time management. It's going to explain goal setting and time management in a few short pages. You want to know about how to build deep and meaningful relationships, how to overcome self-doubts and limiting beliefs and replace it with instant self-confidence and motivation. I'm going to explain that really quickly and easily for you to understand. So... The whole book is really just all about, again, the things that I believe ultimately will have the biggest impact in your ability to live a fulfilling, happy, and successful life in your own way by acquiring the knowledge that's in the book that I've sort of gone out and studied thousands and tens of thousands of hours and invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in. I go out and do that and bring it to you in a faster, cheaper, easier to consume, easier to apply and understand manner. And so that's essentially what this book, Shorten the Gap, is all about. You can get it on our site, or you can get it on Amazon. And uh, you know, if you love it, just do me a favor and write a review. Uh, reviews always help. You'll see there's a bunch of great reviews on there. But uh, again, if you if you want the book, by all means, I would highly recommend checking it out and seeing if it's something that can help you shorten the gap from where you are and where you want to be faster and, and easier than uh, it may be for you to go out and do it the hard way, or the way I did it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I love it. I love it on um, Mark Lack, ladies and gentlemen. So it's. ShortenTheGap dot com and then, you know, if you want to see a lot of his products, you can go to shortenthegap.com forward slash products. He's got a lot of great stuff in it. and, you know, you can see it from the testimonials. And um you know, testimonials are a great testament to uh his work and um i I'll make sure I put all this in the show notes for everyone to connect to. And I think this just is- you know, I, this has really been a great episode. I, I don't want to take you away from you know the great view you have over there, so. <laughs> but I, I just want to take the time to thank you uh, for really talking to us about how you use your difference to make a difference, and um, really how us as the the next set of global leaders can actually make an impact by uh, really shortening the gap and uh, believing in ourselves. So thank you so much for that.
0: Thank you, brother. And by the way, uh, I. I just had my team drop the book down because I didn't write it for making money. So I just had them drop it from 10 bucks down to $0.99 cents right now. Oh. So I'm, I'm probably going to keep it there for a while. So if you're listening, this is your chance. Go and get it for less than a buck right now.
1: All right, less than a buck. You cannot complain about that. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that, that's just as expensive as uh, McDonald's. So you have no excuse right now. So I'll make sure I put it in the show notes and uh, we'll get more traffic to your site.
0: All right. Well, thank you, brother, and thank you for listening and giving me your time. Whoever's listening right
1: now, I appreciate it. All right. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You've just been listening to the As Tall by Nomads podcast. For more ways to
0: use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world.